you like to listen to podcasts like this one, go to podcastone.com right now and vote to put Podcast One founder Norm Pattis on the big stage at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin next year. You see, Norm and a panel of experts are going to discuss how podcasts are really the only place left that can still push creative boundaries and give you what you really want. Quality entertainment, when you want, where you want. So help us help you. Go to podcastone.com and click the Vote for Podcast banner. And together, we'll show the world how cool podcasts really are. Hey everybody, I'm your host Superfan Giovanni and welcome to the Classic Love Line Podcast, episode 107 of the Adam Carolla era. This one comes to us today from February 26th, 1996. It's a Monday. It's the second show of the week. Adam opens the show with some apologies to Drew's wife Susan for the comments from 106. I didn't mention in the intro, but 106 was the night where Adam discusses the infamous new triplet story, which would uh, go on to haunt Dr. Drew still to this day. My guest is Roxanne Pulitzer, famous for her marriage and divorce in the early 1980s and her posing playboy and she's on the show promoting her new book the jackie mason intro is played and adam and drew both get in some uh, nice commentary mocking his appearance on the show which happened in 1995 this is roxanne's only known appearance on the show she's a really fun guest and really gets into it with adam despite drew's protesting and as per usual this episode was recorded in 1996 some of the medical advice may be out of date please consult your own physician or contact dr drew and mike catherwood on modern day love line yourself 1-800-LOVE-191 current day love line is now an official podcast you can find that uh, on lovelineshow.com, uh, courtesy of Podcast One. Get your classic shows, get your new shows, all from Podcast One. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo. Well, that's the kind of annoying techno crap we've come. We've come to uh, associate expect to associate ourselves. Are you here? Are you here? Yes, that's it. I just kickstarted myself. And uh, Mike, the engineer, you are right. These headphones are screwed up. My hundred-dollar brand new Sony headphones are crackling in my ears. We speak, but don't worry, I'm a pro. Let me get the phone numbers out real fast. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Doc? Yeah. Good to see you today. Good to see you, too. I uh, had to go home last night to a a upset wife. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Yeah. And mostly it was about the fact that last night, if anybody was listening last night, Adam basically... Uh, Embarrassed my family in front of the nation. Now, well, let's be and, fair. It was and, and more humiliating. Humili- right, you humiliated me and my family in front of in front of everybody. And not to mention, my wife spent the whole day cooking for you and put on ice bread and everything. But we had to hear about your pedophiliac tendencies and how that was stimulated by my kids running around without any clothes on, and how we'd become the poster children or the poster parents for how to how to prevent people from wanting to have kids. Yeah, it was like some kind of Swedish sex camp no, or stop. something it's, over oh, come there. On. I'm, I'm not going to go home again. <laughs> I, I will... You want to bunk up with yeah, me, I, girl? I may have to. Or I my can, car. I can clear the beer, beer right. cans you, you off. You need to make the... some kind of apology so I can at least go home tonight. Oh, was, was, was your wife really P.O.? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? I said the kids ran 
went around nude. It oh, was yeah. a little weird. That's all. What about the dinner? You didn't like the dinner? No, the dinner was fantastic. Drew's wife, like Susan. Susan, this is only for you. You are a fantastic cook. I had gas all night, but that is a good thing. You know, in the uh, Asian cultures, that's considered a sign of respect when you fart. That's good. On your <laughs> Do me a favor. Don't respect me too much. On your host. But uh, the food was fantastic. The conversation was great. It, they popped a bottle of Don Perignon champagne, at least 90 bucks. That's wholesale. So, well, retail. But it was an enjoyable evening. I'm just saying the kids flying around on the trapeze nude was distracting. It's, I'm not used to it. That's all. So it got so bad, I had, to tra- I had to track down and tackle a couple of friends of mine who were psychiatrists and psychologists and make sure that it's okay for our kids to run around nude at the age of three. And, and, they, and said, they said basically it was okay? Said, oh, no, no. We want you to shame your kids. Shame them about their bodies when they're three years old. What, are you crazy? I'm, I'm, I'm saying at least the thong back. That's all I'm saying. Something, Drew. All right. Anything but having those little buggers run around naked again. All right. Here we go. Fine. I apologize, Suzanne. They're beautiful kids, and you're a beautiful mother. Bruce. Yeah, how you doing there? Hey, good. You're on Loveline. Good. Um, I guess um, first I wanted to say you guys are excellent. Thank and, you. Um, Adam, you're just comedal genius. Oh, well, thank you very much. And you know, I did sort of uh, forget something. Roxanne Pulitzer will be in here in a few minutes to discuss her book and her her life and her divorce and many other things. So we can look forward to that. But I'm sorry, Bruce, go ahead. All right. um, This is a pretty detailed question. Uh, If you couldn't keep me on, it'd be great because I'm on a time delay. I won't be able to hear it. Okay, Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I'm a recovering addict and alcoholic. You're in recovery? Yes. All right. How many years? How long? Um, well, right now, two months. All right. Okay, but before I had about two years. How long did you relapse for? Uh, about eight months on heroin. Okay. And cocaine. All right. And uh, anyway, during those uh, eight months, well, actually, prior to that, for about two and a half years, I was um, engaged in a very serious relationship, and I found out some things, and I kind of just went off the deep end and relapsed. What did you find out? Um, I had cancer. What kind of cancer? Um, cancer of the liver. From what? Uh, from basic abuse. No, 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 no. From from what? From scarring, basically scarring tissues. From cirrhosis. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Drew. Let, let me ask something real fast here, Bruce. Is when you when one gets cancer of the liver, is it usually from some form of abuse? No. It no. is almost never. It's it's only unusually is it in fact cancer of the liver. Well, it's usually it's cancer usually... from somewhere else that moves and metastasizes oh. to the liver. Right, because the liver is the filter. Right, and cancer of the liver uh, it can be caused by cirrhosis and chronic viral infections, things like that. But it usually takes decades for that to develop. Well, it's, it's a lot of other complications, but that's not really the question. Are you okay? I mean, liver cancer is not a particularly treatable cancer. Well, worse, worse comes worse, I have to do a transplant. All right. Um, after, after, like, seeing what my, my doctor goes through. Um, so anyway, I uh, relapsed, went out, I was out kind of using for eight months. Sure. And in the process, um, the last two months, I basically had lost my fiance. Right. And sure. Well, I went in recovery, and it's a strong recovery now. And I got a call back from her, you know, telling me that everything's all right. She's clean. She never used a day in her life. Mm. And um, and my, my using was very secretive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to make this very short... Um, we got back together. Now, my problem is, is I don't know how to deal with her family yet on a, on a basis. I don't know how she's going to deal because they knew what happened. 
and they kind of think I'm just like this kid with all these problems. Mm. Yet it's not just that. It's just like I'm in the strongest recovery I've ever felt, and I'm not adamant about staying sober. I mean, in the sense that you know I don't have to like do anything. I go to meetings all the time, but I don't know. Bruce, to, yes, you're you're a good speaker. I think we've established that, and I think you're going to have to use some of those same communication skills on the folks. But now, don't get me wrong. You don't want to give them a whole big song and dance rap because that's what they're you know addicts. And I know a few. I just got a call from a friend of mine who's, like, relapsed at about 7 o'clock tonight. And they have the greatest raps in the world. Right. You know what I mean? They can talk their way yeah. in or out of anything. Right. So w- what I think you need to do is sort of lead by example. I mean, with the folks. Th- right. Don't try to convince them all over one dinner. Well, exactly. Just, just you know I'm full don't, BS. Yeah, don't screw up. Yeah. <laughs> Be, you know, mind your P's and Q's and let the daughter report back to them right. slowly, incrementally right. about how good right. you're doing. Walk the walk. Don't worry about talking the talk, right? Exactly. Well, and, but he eventually, don't even worry about them, right? The, the prayer about changing the things you can change and uh, not worrying about the, right? Worry about, worry about your recovery. Focus on that relationship. Like Adam says, don't worry about talking or explaining. Don't even worry so much about what they think about you because at this point that is not important. They will see how you live your life, and that will be much more important to them than anything you can say to them at this point in time. And wear a tremendous crucifix when you go over there. We- Parents like to see uh, gaudy religious symbols. How do you know they don't want a big star of David on there? A big high. <laughs> All right, wear a big star of David, De- depending on what their last name is. Jane. Yes. You're on Loveline. Thank you. Hello, Dr. Drew. Hi. Hello, Adam. Hi, Hello. I have a question. Yeah. Okay this guy that I'm interested in and he has a girlfriend and I knew this before we messed around and it was cool that we messed around it was like cool by him too and I know we didn't get very far but that's why we stopped because of his girlfriend my point is she was banging on the door he stopped you no he stopped okay so he has like some scruple so he has like a scruple Okay. He, he'll fool around with you, but not go all the way. I guess. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we like talk and, you know, see each other frequently. And I wanted to, like, ask, like, how can I bring up in conversation, since we haven't talked about this at all, that I want him to watch me and another girl. But not the girlfriend, obviously. No. Uh-huh. What What, what are you guys going to be doing? Just, like, some yard work or something? or? You're actually going to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you figure you're going to have to work that in into the conversation so you don't affect his uh, delicate sensibilities. I guess so. This guy's already screwing around on his girlfriend, and now you're leaving the swinger's door open. I mean, you're giving him the opportunity, which isn't even really technically cheating. Although it is in God's eyes, I'll tell you that right now. But, I mean, you're not physically having contact right. with the human. He I mean, could, who wouldn't want to watch that? Nobody wouldn't. Well, um, Charles Nelson Riley. There's a few other names who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to watch. Possibly Mike the Engineer. I haven't gotten a good beat on him yet. I've only worked with him for a few months. But the, the point is, is, of course he's going to do this. You don't have to feed him a few beers and then slide this in the back door you can just uh, go out and uh, you know rent out billboard space in front of his house but we're not really addressing whether or not this is a good I'm thing just saying, is it like a good thing I mean, no for jane this is a bad that? thing 
Jane? Yes. No. Bad Jane. <laughs> Bad Jane. Not, not a good thing. Okay. See Jane have a lesbian experience. Yeah. I mean, it, it is more of a circus type, uh, 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 really, uh, of a kind of a chaotic sort of uh, act that you're, you're, you're dragging this guy into. It's ridiculous. Jane, why are you screwing with this guy this way? He has a girlfriend, obviously has some feelings for this woman, or he wouldn't have stopped midway in your little hanky-panky the other night. Why are you trying to, you know, why are you trying to knock him off his, his perch? You're trying to knock him off balance, Jane. Why? No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You know he likes his girlfriend, right? I guess. But you know he's like a man, and he's weak. He's inherently flawed like all men. Exactly. Am I right? Roxanne Pulitzer just pulled in here. You're, you'll bash men with us for just a second, won't you? Always. Now... I try to murder them off in every book I write. Oh, really? Thank you. I'm getting ganged up over You're not here. packing any heat in the studio, are you? <laughs> no. Because I say things that make people want to shoot me <laughs> no, sometimes. No, 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 All right. We'll get along fine. And Frisker. Uh, Jane. Yes? Jane, leave the guy alone. He's trying to stay on the straight and narrow. And, and choose, you know, go out and have a real relationship. This is, this is craziness that you're contemplating, okay? That's it. Don't do it. I have nothing more to say to Jane. You don't? I'm sorry. Roxanne, what would you say to Jane? Did you hear her? I didn't hear Jane. She, what was her problem? She likes a guy yes. who is currently in a relationship, mm-hmm. not not married, but has a girlfriend. She fooled around with the guy a little, but the guy stopped mm-hmm. because he felt guilty about his current girlfriend. Now she wants to get another girl and have a um, put on a sexual display for this guy to watch. What do you think? Uh, wrong move. Wrong move? Bad, 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 bad move. Waste yeah. of time? Waste of time. Thank you. Waste of time. Right, this, oh, my. This guy is uh, loading oh, yes. a shotgun <laughs> and on his way to the studio as we speak. <laughs> well, that is Roxanne Pulitzer. Now, Roxanne, you're here. Let's just let's just cut through it and say you're here. You're pushing the book. I am. You've written another book. I've written another book. The Palm Beach Story. Mm-hmm. The first one was the Prize, Prize Pul- Pulitzer, which is a little... We'll play on the Pulitzer right, Prize. Right. Now, one. let's give a little history on you. Should I? We have to. You go ahead. I'd like to hear much. what you. Okay, good. All right, first one off, of the few people that don't. You don't know Heidi Fleiss, do you? No. You know of her? Yes, I do. There's a certain admission of guilt right there, but <laughs> you've never actually worked with her or for her. No, okay. I don't I just, think so. I had it in the back of my head. I don't know in why. In Palm Beach. I don't think Heidi's been to Palm Beach. She didn't. She, I don't think so. She didn't work that corridor? I don't think One so. One of the few places. Worth Avenue? The average age is 85. Are you kidding? <laughs> I've never been there, but it just, it looks like nothing but thong backs and, and, and $20,000 Harley motorcycles and parties on yachts. I mean, is, is it that kind of life? It's that kind of life. And you were it definitely is. It's you, a little island, about one mile by thirteen miles long, and everybody's a millionaire except it, for me. Well, you, yeah, but you, you were a millionaire. <laughs> well, I was married to one. You're married to Herbert Pulitzer of yes. the Pulitzer right. Publishing Joseph, Magnet, Joseph's right? grandson. And, yes. And so for a while you led that life. For a while, I ten years I led that life. Right. You had a couple of twins. Yes, what Mac is, and Zach. Mac and Zach. Sounds like a town in New Jersey. You were totally sober when you came up with those names, correct? <laughs> yes, I was. That's the scary part. Because <laughs> Drew, now how old, are, how old are the twins now? They're 18, six mm. foot four, oh. seniors in high school. Mm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Drew has uh, has three. Now they Triplets. Keep, they, Triplets? Oh, that would have been it for me. Rox- I was surprised I had two. But, mm. Roxanne, your twins keep their pants on, though, right? 
Well, they've just got girlfriends recently now. They okay, just turned 18, and I think their pants may be uh, not on all the time. Drew, Drew's kids are <laughs> I heard about the trapeze. No, they don't. animals, <laughs> I got to tell you. That's okay. Susan's going to come down and kick my ass. She is. <laughs> Either that of mine, and I'm going to deflect it over to you. Oh, here we go to deflect her foot. <laughs> She's gonna head her, send her your way. Uh-huh. All right, so you you get right smack dab in the in the in, in the middle of this sort of cultural elitism. Yes, and and you see what it's like from the inside. Now mm-hmm. you're not you don't come from privilege. No, no, I come from a very small town outside of Buffalo, New York. Right, and mm-hmm. you uh, your first marriage brought you to uh, Palm Beach. Is no, it brought me to Lake Worth, Florida, where I was putting myself through college, which mm-hmm. is about a half hour south of Palm Beach. Uh-huh. So now you get divorced. And yes. how old are you at that point? 20. Oh, you're 20. So you got married real young. Yes. You get divorced, and mm-hmm. you're introduced to Mr. Pulitzer. Yes, two years later. And how old is he at this point? He's 42. And so you're I'm 22. 22. Mm-hmm. All right, that's healthy. Mm-hmm. He was damn good looking at 42, I must say. So he's held up at 42. Yeah, 42, he's looking good. You guys hit it off immediately. Um... Well, he liked me immediately. He started calling. I was just there watching someone sell him an insurance policy Mm -hmm. because I was learning the ropes. That's how I was putting myself through school. So I was just standing there watching this group insurance policy being But you're showing a a little leg. No, actually, I was in this little outfit from JCPenney's that was white with big red strawberries. With the the reinforced (laughs) knees. All right. The bell bottoms, you know. So he says, like... <laughs> Something awful. He's, he's, is he a real swinger bachelor type? He'd been single for seven years at that point, and I must say he was very good looking. He, uh, If you like the type of look, but he looked like the Marlboro Man. Mm-hmm. You know, like the shirts always rolled up, the work shirts, and really tan, and driving his Jeep. Lung and- cancer, right. And, <laughs> and he... <laughs> And he says this one of his seconds or one of his squires or something. Who's this young one over here right. in the J.C. Penny super denim getup? Exactly. And they say and calls they, me the next day. Usually liaison and all that stuff, right? Mm. Get her phone number. I right. see. I wish I Golf could do life that. Insurance office. There he was calling me the next day. All right. So you go out with the guy. About three weeks later. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll jump ahead. Okay. A, a year. Mm-hmm. Are you married? A year. Oh no, no. We lived together for a year and a half. And then we got married. Uh-huh. And you move into now the big estate and everything. Yes, I did. And everything's going to be good, right? Well, uh, I was very much in love with him, so I thought everything was going to be good. But Palm Beachers really don't like outsiders. So the invitations used to come to the house, and they would say, to Mr. Herbert Pulitzer. And then at the bottom it said, P.S., please come alone. Oh, really? Come alone. Come alone. Well, they didn't approve of you because... He was the bachelor. You know, they wanted him. They didn't want me. Right. And, and and probably everybody else is 20 some years older than I am, you know, and they didn't like this young 22-year-old girl who didn't know how to use all the right forks and drank the finger bowl and huh. you know, few of those. So they didn't really take you seriously probably. <laughs> I think they wanted a lot of the women wanted to marry him. He really was the most eligible bachelor in town, and I can understand why. He really All right, let, let's jump ahead because we only have a few minutes to the good okay. dirt now. Oh, okay. All right, now there's some it's, dirt somewhere. It's, it's eight. I'm making dirt. If oh, there's not okay. dirt, I'm gonna I'm gonna produce okay, dirt. Okay, good. I know there's dirt. Oh, because that's why you're here. It is. Yes. <laughs> I'm here to talk about a book, not dirt. Yeah, but the book is filled with dirt. Oh, the book's not bad. Yeah, but the book's got to be filled with dirt. No one cares about uh, well, the weather. Well, there's a few little sex Palm scenes. Beach. It's not a travel guide. It's a not few West... little sex scenes. Are oh, there fun. is. Yeah, give yeah. us one. Give us, give us, uh, give us. No, a you have teaser. to read the book. Give us a teaser, and that way people will go buy the book. 
You mean out of my autobiography? I don't care if you make one up. <laughs> the menage a trois? I'd like to be involved, what are by we the talking way. About? <laughs> yeah, give us the menage. Give us the menage story. <laughs> the menage story? Oh, that was back in the prize Pulitzer. Oh, okay. Well, give us that. A lot All of right. our well, listeners have read that. Well, that's when I was at that. the trial, of course, and, and um, I was accused of being a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see how having a one-night menage a trois with your husband and your best friend necessarily made you a lesbian, but that was the title I, I've had for many years now. No, it makes it it makes. I mean, I should lucky. be bisexual, you know? Right, but Lesbian is kind of a little... All right, so that was it? That's... that's uh, what. Uh, yeah, he really wanted to go to bed with two girls, and it was his 50th birthday. Uh-huh. And I think he was going through a little male menopause, mm-hmm. and he very much threatened me for about a year that if I didn't do this for him, that he was going to go out and do it with two strangers. And okay. I thought, this is going to be good, because I've been with this man now for seven years. He's going to go out and find these two great-looking girls, right? He'll never want to come home again. And I got very insecure, and I thought, well, I better be there, because then you have a little bit more control. And I then I thought, I don't want to bring in a stranger, because what if the stranger's better-looking than I am? You know, here I am. I had my twins, a little overweight. So then I went through this whole thing. So what have I got to do? I've got to ask my best friend, because I knew my best friend didn't like him. So I thought, I'll ask my best friend to do this. She did it? And she, and she did didn't it. Like- the twins weren't in the room, were they? No, that happens at his house. <laughs> I'm teasing. It certainly no, does. No, they weren't in the room. All we right. weren't even at the house. We're going to be back to talk about more lesbian escapades, <laughs> right. more threesomes, something with a trumpet that I'm, I'm oh, sure that you've trumpet. heard. Oh, You believe that? I thought I'm it was, onto the woodwinds now. I thought it was a slide trombone, so you're lucky. <laughs> Jesus. We'll be back after this. Look deep into this jingle. You are getting sleepy. Sleepy. Loveline will be right back. You will listen. You will listen. Guys, do you want to give your women a hard time? Erections. Really, do you people think we're so shallow that the only way to get us to listen is using a sultry voice? Let me tell you how thinking men are dealing with their erections. Enzite. It's true. Millions of men rely on Enzite brands knowing they'll be ready to stand and deliver a confident performance anytime, every time. That's huge. Just one capsule a day, sort of like a vitamin you take once a day, is all it takes for strong peak male enhancement. Hurry, if you call now, you can score a special Enzite trial pack for the sack and receive a 10-day sample of Ogaplex for the ultimate male experience free with your order. Call now for the most powerful erections imaginable with the Enzite trial pack for the sack. Call one 800 364-9680 or go to smilingbob.com 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 These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. Free trial requires via life enrollment with future auto shipments. Hello, this is Jack D. Mason. You know what Loveline does? They straighten out your problems with your love life, and we do it better than anybody. I think he wanted eight dollars for that drop. By the way, that's and a bagel. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Remember how mad he was? We didn't have bagels here. Yeah, he, he shows up here at ten thirty at night. What? No bagels? What do you think we're on a freaking bakery here? No bagels. It's a Thai place right around the corner. I noticed. Stop the, there. The Jews don't eat Thai. Oh. No. I okay. Have, maybe they do. I have oh. no idea. I just okay. Threw that in. 
<laughs> All right, let me get the phone numbers out. 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number 310-854-4455. The woman who was confused by my last statement was Roxanne Pulitzer. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. We're going to get back into Roxanne and all her bizarre sexual escapades. And don't give me the that trumpet. grimacing look. No, let's You're go to the callers. To sell books. I know. <laughs> I was going to say we're going to get back to that after we go to the... Over the phones, but but you're going to be very candid with us when we mm-hmm. do get back to you, Sharia. John, yes, you're on Loveline. Hello, Adam. Doctor uh, Drew. Hello, John. Um, I kind of question here. I've been married almost seven and a half years, and my wife and I, well, my wife has only had three orgasms. Mm-hmm. Were you in the room? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You had and to think she about had more without me by herself. Uh huh. But I don't know. Am I doing something wrong, or to she? There's something wrong with her. Well, I don't know if you got to pin the blame on someone, Roxanne. Come on, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Sing, baby. It's anybody's fault there. I, I I have a girlfriend who's never had an orgasm. Really? Yeah, I do. How old is she? She's about thirty nine. Yeah, tell oh, her. She fakes, though. Set she her fakes. up with me. We'll keep the streak alive. <laughs> we'll keep but it But I find it amazing um, because I, I always thought, you know, that she had a great sex life going, but she still seems to enjoy her sex life. It just, uh, she seems to be fine with it without the orgasm. I, well, God bless her. I think her the orgasms are kind of fun, but she fakes it, you know. Well, John. I guess she doesn't want to hurt her husband's feelings. We, we always get to this when it, when, as it pertains to men, but now I'll do it as it pertains to women. She does herself just fine, right? Mm hmm. All right. Now, what you have to do is sort of mix yourself in to the equation. You know what I mean? I mean, you might not technically be having sex with her when she's having the orgasm, but at least you can be in there, you know, propping the pillow up and dabbing her forehead and, I don't know, you know, maybe getting her a hot beverage or something. I mean, you could at least be part of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You may not be the cracker, but you could be the dip. Are you writing this down, John? Uh, no, not yet. I'm saying she she has a technique, right? How about she just ex- tell him what to do? Well, you could go that route, Drew, but... How about vibrators? No, we don't have none. You, yeah. hey, you should try one. You can go get them, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not like they have to be willed to you. <laughs> uh, we've, I've, we've thought about it. Girls like that. They do, don't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yes. And, yes. Then, and then he could... He could operate the. And Adam just noticed that you were in the room here. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Listen, hey, you have to get his attention. Listen, before to, listen to Roxanne and and go get a vibrator and don't get one of these ones. You know, the, with the big loud packaging. You know, the Gypsy Queen or the. Uh, no, just get a normal one. Just a normal one. Yeah, just get a, like a little six dollar one, right? Yes. Like you, you got one, a right? Normal one. Yeah, you, you have one. About twenty five. Twenty five. <laughs> You got one in the glove box, one by the pool. Listen, I I went for a year without going out with anybody, and I think it's far safer for a girl to have a vibrator than to go out there and have sex in this day and age. Oh, absolutely. Thank you very much. I I love my vibrators. You do? Yes. Did you? Oh, there it is now. There it is. Now, do you travel with one? When I don't have my husband along, sure. How do you? Can you go right through the metal detector and everything, or do you have to declare There's that? There's only one embarrassing thing: is when it goes off and it's in the bag, and the porter's carrying your bag, and they're wondering what that little buzzing is. <laughs> the guy's feeling like are out of a movie. Out. <laughs> you can travel with him, of course uh, you can. Now you used a vibrator with the man, am I right? 
with and without. Right. But oh, yeah. I we think are for this particular habit. person, if this girl mm-hmm. is only able to do something on her own, right. a vibrator sometimes helps a female. But it's something that the man then could participate right. with her that could maybe get them right. on a little bit. Let, let me healthier ex- road to their mm-hmm. sex life mm-hmm. is what I Roxanne, think. I'm going to explain the female vagina right now. And you I, are? And I, yes, I am. To me? Have, yes, to you Thank and God. to all the listeners. Okay. <clears throat> it is not a lawn chair, meaning there's room for more than one <laughs> in the vagina. You know what I mean? No. It is like a two-seater. I'm saying you well, you're could have the vibrator on there. one part, oh. and you could have the guy doing his thing on the other part. You know what I mean? There's there's many parts yes, of the but vagina. Let's just start to the, the southern part. Yes, but let's just go with just the little simple clitoral vibration with the man. Okay, <laughs> I wish let's not was get into all this. this. <laughs> you know. Okay. I mean, let's. This man just needs to right. gradually work up to something. Okay. Here. Start. All right. Let's not worry about the lawn chair. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's just do a cannonball. We don't need to do a half gain over the double right. twist. Let's uh, just start easy here. All right. I'm with little you. Little dip into the. David. Yeah. You ready to take a plunge into the crotch pool with us? Hey, take a plunge. How are you doing, Roxanne? Adam. Good. Fine. Drew. David. Look, I have a question. Um, I'm on uh, Prozac and Klonopin. Uh-huh. Prozac, it's uh, 20 milligrams. Right. Klonopin is 0.5 milligrams. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering about the effects of um, of drinking well on it. I mean, occasionally. And You mean just a glass of wine or something? No. I mean. Are you alcoholic? No, I'm not. But if I go out and I have like three or four beers, uh-huh. it, like once or twice well, a week, is that going to affect? You should definitely not drive if you've done that. Yeah, the, the I was clonopin th- with the with the alcohol can really sedate you a lot. Yeah, I the get- Prozac and the alcohol it's certainly not going to make the help the Prozac work. Okay, how uh, about there are reported cases in in the psychiatric literature of people dying suddenly on the old tricyclic antidepressants when okay. they drink. I've never heard of anything like that with Prozac. Okay. Uh, and if if we're just talking about a you know a few an ounce or two of alcohol, a couple of beers, a glass of wine, there really shouldn't be any problem with it other than you not operating any machine. Right okay. Now. And uh, well, one reason was I started about a month ago, and a week into it, um, I went to a party, and that night <clears throat> I didn't take the medication that day, but I did uh, do cocaine that day. And uh, then for a, some that's reason, a very different issue. Yeah. Okay. Very different. And that's been an occasional thing. I've done it three uh, times. Don't do time. that. Don't right, do that. Excuse me? Don't do that. Okay. Okay. Um, but that was my question, just as far as the biological effects, like how can it harm me if I do The drink? alcohol, the way we're describing it, it, shouldn't be a big deal. All right, Dave. Good luck. Paul. Howdy. Howdy. You're on Loveline. Drew, Adam, Roxanne. Paul, everybody's, everybody's like... It's real uh, um, Yeah. Okay, I wanted to know if when administering oral sex to a female, um, if I have a piercing in my mouth, if that increases my chance for AIDS or other types of diseases. Your, your tongue or your lip? Well, it's like, it's the space below my lip and above my chin, but it goes in through like but, the back of my lip. But, There's no name for that part. Right here. Oh, okay. Your lip. Right. It's your yeah, lip. Right that's your lip. Yeah, right here. Roxanne, yeah. did Herbert ever have a piercing done <laughs> in some way that would have pleasured you? No. No, no. He that wasn't but, a big thing back in the 70s. But he was a real rich guy. He could have had, like, one of his servants pierce and had him pleasure you. Joan, there's no one in Palm Beach except a few people with some in their ears. The, the piercing thing's not a big thing in Palm Beach at all. Oh, it's not? No, no. I right. don't see that. Drew, what do you think? I think as long as it's healed and it's not rejecting, I don't think it would increase uh, things substantially. I really don't. Right. 
right on? Is that what he said? I guess. I guess what you you, you just hang up on these guys. Well, how the hell do I know he's going to jump in with the right on? I mean, you were saying your thing. All, I was right, going, all, right. all right, you're right. No, you're right, Drew. I got to learn, but but I you have. You're being nice to me tonight because you pissed my wife off. <laughs> it's true. She's going to kill me. Karen. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Good. You're on Loveline. Thanks. Um, last night you were talking about somebody called and said that little girls' underwear are sold in vending machines in Japan. Yes. Right. I spent a year in Japan going to school, and although I never saw little girls' underwear being sold in Japan, I would completely believe it. They've got a major Lolita complex going there. In the video store, in the X-rated section, they have an entire section labeled Lolita. Oh, really? Oh, little girls up. No. In. Even even porn stars that are old enough, they dress them to look like little girls in little girls' school uniforms and stuff. But do they have l- people who are legitimately minors represented in these pornographic stores? As far as I know, they're not supposed to. Right, yeah. but they do that thing where they take someone who looks pretty young, like oh, yeah. Roxanne when she was eighteen, nineteen years old, just last year. Put you in the pig. You, you still getting the pigtails right. in the Catholic schoolgirls' uniform? You could pull it off. You could do it. Pardon me, Karen. Asian women tend to look younger anyway, and you put a school uniform on, say, an eighteen-year-old, and she could pass for a lot younger. Right. And mm. that turns people on. I guess hookers have that request a lot, too, in Japan. Hmm. Yeah. And you were hooking yeah, over there or going to school? I was going to school. Okay. I knew it was one or the other. <sighs> it's a weird, bizarre, twisted sexual world we're living in. That is. I've never heard that one. And you're like the, the mayor of that weird, bizarre I, sexual I am, world that no, we're in. No, I only sleep with trumpets. I'm normal. Yeah. No, <laughs> now, you never did normal. that. Normal. No. A vicious the, rumor that who the started? The New York Post. They started that? They printed that headline. They had it in quotes. It said, I slept with a trumpet, and oh. now everyone thinks I did. But you had to, I mean, it's not, it couldn't be based on pure no, no, fabrication. No, no, no. You, like, no. you fingered a kazoo once, didn't you? <laughs> they were questioning me about my religious beliefs. Uh-huh. And I had been to a psychic and to a trumpet seance, which is supposedly Michael the Archangel when he summons the angels and he's talking to people who have died. And in the center of a room sits a trumpet, just purely symbolism. Uh-huh. And when we were leaving, they gave it to my ex-husband because they were so impressed to have Joseph Pulitzer's grandson there that we took it home with us. And it remained in my closet for about five years, this trumpet. So you okay? never you never blew Gabriel's horn? Let her finish her story, Adam, please. Yes, please, please. please. So then they subpoenaed all my metaphysical books and everything. And sure enough, they told the story about the trumpet seance. And the next day... And the New York Post, uh, Dunleavy, who was working for him then, Steve Dunleavy, who on a current affair, had the headline, I slept with the trumpet. And I, I went up to him and I said, how in the hell did you ever come up with that? And he says, now, Roxanne, think about it. He said, the walk-in closet's in the bedroom, the trumpet's in the walk-in closet, the bed's in the bedroom, so therefore, you slept with the trumpet. Wow. Well, that well. just sounds like shoddy journalism. <laughs> but when you when you have uh, the world's largest yes. collection of vibrators, it's hard to deny a lot of sexual stories. Yes, but I, I didn't get my large collection of vibrators until I, really more toward the end of the marriage. Well, I'm going to go out to the van and add to it, and we'll be back. <laughs> Call Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline. We'll be right back. Here's what's hot right now at podcast1.com. 
Steve Austin's always shooting the proverbial shinola with wrestling stars, MMA stars, hot chicks, sometimes people like you on the phone. But the one thing we know about Steve is he dedicates every episode of the Steve Austin Show to the working man. You'll get to hear all the strange and unique thoughts that bounce around this skull of mine. Check it out for yourself. Go to podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. More like it, sort of, although now I sound really weird. I got a new set of headphones and a new lease uh, on live. What, you sound weird over there, Drew? I just, I just don't like those headphones. They look weird, huh? Yeah. Oh, they make my nose look big, Roxanne? No, not at all. How about my penis? Huge. They... <laughs> we found a new co-host. <laughs> 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, the fax number, 310-854-4455. That was Roxanne Pulitzer. You know her from her stormy life. <laughs> the roller coaster life. She's written books about it. Mm-hmm. She's been in Playboy. Yes. With well, a trumpet. Yes. On the cover. That, well, on now, the cover. obviously, if you want to dispel a notion about having sex with an instrument, you do not take that instrument and pose I got with so, it on the cover I got of Playboy. I so tired of being asked that that I thought this would finally put it to rest. And so on the inside, I was in this king size bed with the entire brass section. Oh, yeah. The tubas, the everything. And I thought, nobody will ever ask me about instruments again. (laughs) Oh, that didn't work either. Now, what was that about five years ago? Mm -hmm. 86. Oh, was that long ago? Hey, you held up good. Look at (laughs) you. I'm right up close. I mean, you're spitting on me and everything, and uh, yeah, you look right, good. Yeah, right, exactly. Drooling, drooling over here. Yeah, I got to dig that one out. You know, I have <laughs> I have a whole archival Playboy oh, thing. Do? Yes, just go down to the. I have like a like. Remember the Batman series where they go for the bat poles? And yes. The bookshelf opens uh-huh. up, and they pull the head of uh, uh, Lenin back and flip <laughs> yeah. it. That whole thing is just filled with pornography. When I get is to the that, bottom, yeah, uh, we don't go anywhere, and then I have to shimmy back up the pole, uh, <laughs> and it's oftentimes slick. Oh, dear. Melissa. Oh, hi, guys. Um, Okay, well, last Tuesday night at work, um, right after Loveline, I was changing an oil drum, and when I went out and took the empty container to the storage area, as I was going back inside, I heard some noises behind the storage area, so I went to check it out, and what was back there was my two supervisors. Okay, their names are Tim and Chuck, and Tim was... um, bent over with Chuck behind him, and they both had their pants down. So I immediately turned around and went back in and went right to work. And they came in later and everything, but nothing was ever said or anything. Uh-huh. And then the next day when I went into work I um, to pick up my paycheck like I normally would. There was a bloody hook hanging off of Chuck's no. van. No, no. No, I got laid off, though, and then I never saw him again after that. Uh, so all those years of education... All the degrees. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up with those guys. Well, wait a minute. What the hell kind of job you got where you're moving a 50-gallon oil drum in the middle of the night in the first place? Well, we process gears and parts for, um, for like, typewriters and stuff. Okay. And so we do. I was impregnating stuff, and you have to, like, refill the oil. And so when the when you're done with your oil, you, like, take the empty She drum. somehow worked oil and impregnation into the same sentence, but it's not a turn-on. 
Why is that? I think it's funny that they had girls impregnating myself, but no. Yeah, Drew's... All right, I'm going to get into Drew's wife. <laughs> but I just thought it was really weird because that gonna happened. Kill me. And then I, I went into work the next day and I got laid off. And I was the only person that got laid off. All right, now, Drew had a kind of... He does this thing where he holds his hand out and he does this sort of back and forth motion, which means mm, could be bogus. Drew, what's could your be, take on could this? Could be bogus. No, no. <laughs> Not even. How long did this happen? Pardon? How long ago did this happen? This was last Tuesday. Two things, two problems I have with this. A, you're a little too anxious to tell us the names of these people. And B, I would think that somebody who'd just been laid off and had witnessed something like this and been maybe disappointed by some people they knew who maybe or may not have been friends of yours uh, would have some emotional content to the story. I mean, I get nothing. Yeah. I get nothing. You're like Ted Bundy. Your voice does not crack at all. You have the same. You have a strange well, consistency. I, to and you it. want to tell us their names, and that's always well, a, that's a giveaway. Wants, well, maybe she no, wants to get a, back at it. Yeah. Roxanne, well, yeah, what do you think? Part, well, yeah, because they're probably listening right now. Yeah, Roxanne, Roxanne <laughs> Pulitzer. Come on, you know everything about to weird sex. This whole thing. You're not believing it. No. And why? And they didn't see you coming anyway, did they? Well, no, because it's outside and it's like around the corner, and there's like some loud machinery out there and electrical boxes and stuff. But so why did they fire you if they didn't see you? Well, I don't think I don't know. I just got laid off the next day. It wasn't even by one of them; it was by their superior. All right, so it just could have been serendipity that you got laid off the well, day yeah, after the sodomy just, incident. Yeah, I just thought it was you know pretty ironic that it happened together. Well, it's, like un- it's all unfortunate. It's unfortunate that you walked into it. It's unfortunate you got laid off. And whether or not they're related, we probably will never know. Yeah. And it, 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 so well, I, it I, may I, be ironic, but it may not be a conspiracy. <sighs> I had enough of her. <laughs> I didn't believe that. Well, I sort of did. Maybe. All right. It's not important. What can we do about it? We're moving on. We're getting on with our lives. Right, Roxanne? Yes. All right. Very good. <laughs> Next oil drum story. Andy. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hi. <laughs> no, I have this total problem. Uh-huh. Okay, I went to a party Saturday night with a best friend of mine who is homosexual. Mm-hmm. And at the party was this guy that I've been dating for about six months. It was a male? The, the, the friend was a male or female? Male. And we were in the kitchen, me and this guy have been dating, and we were kissing, and my male friend, who is gay, walked up behind me, and started kissing this guy I was dating. While you were kissing him? Right. You mean like a three-way tongue thing? No, 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 no. He, like, got somehow into the into the little combination there. Well, yeah, but you were kissing the guy. Right. And, and he, he came up on him. They're both taller than I am, okay? Oh, sounds like one of your parties, Roxanne. <laughs> yeah, so they just sort of moved up to the, to the fifth floor and left you down on the fourth diddling right. yourself, right? Right. And they're doing this. And I'm standing in between them, like in between their bodies. Uh huh. Did you did you get fired the next day? No, I didn't get fired. Okay, not the same guys. No, but this is. Oh God, I don't know. It. How long did that go on for? Blew me away. It really blew me away. How long did that go on for? Oh, good two three minutes. I mean, they weren't just pecking; they were kissing. And it stopped because you stopped them. It stopped because I stormed off. And how how? Well, you don't know that it stopped then. What happened next? The guy that I was dating. Followed me out into the garage yeah. and asked me what my problem was. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> what did you say? I told him that I was. I would have a total problem with it, you know, if he would have told me this, like when I first met him, that he was into this or, or whatever. And so, what did he say to that? And he said that I was into myself and that I'm 
an immature little brat and that I'm not secure with my own sexuality. Wait, wait, wait. Wow, wait. this is good. That's crap. The best defense is a good offense. Right, it's Instead projection. Instead of cowering and, right, and being blaming. apologetic, hey, yeah. I was drunk, baby, it's never yeah. going to happen again. He got right on the offense. Yeah. I like this guy's style. No, no, that's, that's terribly defensive. He's punishing. in the Navy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's trying to pull rank. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's alcohol. Uh, anyway, so. A lot of that. Can't they throw you out for these things, or is it did Clinton petition sufficient no, for this? So, right, so, right, come on, <laughs> anyway. but it's not really at all about the the gayness so much no, as the fact that he's carrying on with another person in front of me. Between with you stuck between him and another person, it's it's, it's terrible. You oh, could no. have been hurt. It gets better. Oh my! It gets better. So. Roxanne's blushing, and that is no easy feat. I have <laughs> to say, Andy. <laughs> Oh, I was playing pool with somebody else, and the guy that I was seeing came back into the living room, and he was, like, laying down on the futon, and he uh, says, come over here, I want to talk to you. And so I went and sat by his head, and I was sitting there and talking to him, and I was like, and he's like, I'm really sorry, didn't mean it. You know, I, I do things like this when I'm drunk. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but what, right. what did I just say? That's what I just said. <laughs> what? Well, the drunk thing. My but uh, but I said that alcoholics do a lot of that kind of blaming well, defensive stuff. My oh, okay. friend comes up behind me and sits down, and I didn't really know what was going on until the guy that I'm seeing is, like, shutting his eyes and having a really great time. I no. look behind me. Oh, no. no. And he is giving, having oral sex with this guy, my friend. Ugh. My friend is doing this. Oh, wait a minute. Your friend is doing this. Your gay friend is doing this to your guy you're dating. Right. And I'm sitting, like, right in front of this guy, like, near his head, and my friend's behind me. All right. Well, you, you've just ended two relationships. Yeah. yeah. These, these people don't, do not think crap of you, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. Well, that's how I felt. Yeah. You know, I have seen a lot of stuff in my time, and I used to think that nothing could shock me, and nothing, you know, would just blow me away and push me teetering over the edge, but... That in itself, right there. But it just—it's just so disrespectful to it you. It is, and then he has this conversation, and they telling me, "Well, that's not the first time it's happened." Well, that's nothing to do All with right. it. Yeah. That's nothing to do with it. It's the fact that it's this—it's this display in your presence. I mean, it's one thing if he'd come back to you and said, "You know, I'm carrying on an affair with another person," but how? How? All right, he, no, no empathy for he you. He is whatsoever. crying out for help. No, he's not. Help me! I need a penis. Help me, I'm gay. That is his cry. He wants, he does not have the guts to break up with you. And he's just going to put on this bizarre display so that you break up with him. That's what he's saying. He would never have done this twice and expected to maintain the relationship. Am I right, Roxanne? I, I, I'm amazed that after the kissing incident, you, this all happened in the same night? Yes. Yeah, he. I mean, I'd have been like gone out the house, out the door. Right, you I wouldn't have waited to sit around for the sofa thing. Yeah, you would have got your trumpet and come running back in. That's right. He wanted you to break up with him. Yes, he did not so. have the guts to do it. He is probably gayer than he is heterosexual. I think, and, it, I, and you yeah, just christened him like like the Queen Mary that he is. You just bang right on the bow of the ship, and he went sliding into gay I, port. I hope it is that simple, but I think it's it's something far worse than that, frankly, uh-huh. because because this is some both these gentlemen. Uh, I think have no ability to acknowledge or empathize with other people's feelings. And that's a far more serious kind of pathology than just struggling with one's own sexual identity. Joe? Hello. 
Hello, Joe. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. Hey, Joe. Hi, Roxanne Pulitzer. Yes. Okay. My question is. <laughs> Big fan. I was, yes. I was Probably doesn't read. a while back. Yeah. And I did a nitrous balloon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what kind of effects those have on you after. Uh, for the most part, nothing, Joe. However, here's my concern. Uh-huh. A, you're administering uh, general anesthesia in. And your, none of Doc's buddies are getting paid. In your friend's living room. Uh-huh. And people can have cardiac rhythm disturbances, can die suddenly. You can fall on your face and bust yourself up. You can have breathing problems. But for the most part, people don't do that. But it can happen. Uh-huh. Uh, that the regular use of this stuff is associated sometimes with a psychotic illness where you get kind of nuts. And that can be sort of a protracted state of mind. And there's a more serious and sort of devastating complication that sometimes occur where you get this ascending neuropathy, where you lose the motor function slowly in your limbs, and finally you can't breathe and have to be on a breathing but machine. But, Drew, you got a 15-second buzz. Yeah, that's nice. Come it's on wonderful. now. Wonderful. Get your priorities straight. This, uh, for those of you who are confused, and unfortunately... Is this the dentist thing? Most yeah, our listeners aren't confused. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's nitrous oxide, right? right? It, yeah. comes, um, uh, it comes as a propellant, yeah. for, and you buy it, well... I don't want to give too much away, but actually they keep it locked up in now, like cooking supply stores and stuff. And you lots of different show ways. Some ID. Lots and you put ways. it into like a, one of those like five and nine punching bag balloons and it fills up about the size of a small beach ball. And then you, I mean, you know, an n- awful, no, I've never done awful <laughs> lot about yeah, this. this friend of mine was uh, really into this and stuff they in high around. school. I've and seen that, those and that's why beach. he didn't graduate, but he got his GED, man. And he went on to Valley College and now he's a popular host. Uh, yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> you should call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Hello, Loveline. Loveline will be right back. Mike Catherwood and, of course, Dr. Drew Pinsky here from Loveline, and we got some awesome news. Now you can listen to our Loveline radio show whenever and wherever you want. That's right. Thanks to PodcastOne.com, home of the Mike and Dr. Drew podcast, you can get Loveline every night as a free podcast. No more paywall. Just go to PodcastOne.com and click on the Loveline show icon and download. People have been asking about this for years. And now it's here. Loveline, the free podcast, whenever and wherever you want on iTunes and PodcastOne.com. That is PodcastOne.com. Uh, uh, well, we's back. We're here with Roxanne Pulitzer. She's written a book called The Palm Beach Story. And, of course, you've read it. Oh, yes. A- every bit of it, right? Yeah. What was your favorite uh, sex scene? Uh, I like the part in the middle where the two midgets the get race paired up with the retarded guy. Right. And uh, I changed it from the race car driver, made him an offshore powerboat racer. Oh, really? Just so no one could figure out who I was talking about because he's such an asshole. Let me say something about this off-boat powerboat, offshore powerboat racing yes. stuff. You uh, know, these guys are setting these celebrities like Don Johnson and whatnot. They, yes. they set records and mm-hmm. stuff. They do a lot of that in the mm-hmm. uh, Florida area mm-hmm. there. Seems to me all you need is a ton of money in one of those jumpsuits, and you just strap in, and they give you a job like navigator, and all of a sudden some guy who's never been out in the water before setting the world record for this stuff. Am I, I right? I mean, how? It's fun. Though. I, I went down and rode in a boat called In Excess, and I tell you what, that's an experience. 
Was it one of those scarab type yeah. V holes? It's unbelievable. Jobs? What does that mean? And What's you that? stand up, you know, you don't sit down, and I, you're out the there. You are. You're, no, oh, no, no, they, no. These they go 108 the miles an hour. It's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Very safe. Oh, yeah, very safe. Yeah, it's a it's a great sport. The boat costs seven hundred thousand yes, dollars. They at they least. kill a bunch of marine mammals, <laughs> and at the end, everyone gets loaded. <laughs> Just don't hit the manatees. <laughs> and we'll be back in ten. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Those boats are always flying off the water into the into the audiences and things. Oh yeah, thousands of people get killed, but yet they continue. No, what happens is they destruct in the people that are on it. Uh, the the um, Princess Stephanie's uh, of of Monaco or Caroline's whatever, husband. Carolina, mm-hmm. her her husband yes. or fiance or right. whatever was killed husband. in one of these things. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't. You, you can only go so fast on the water. Mm-hmm. I think it's like forty knots or something. Yeah. You don't want to go 200 miles an hour on right. the water. Right. You know, in the drag boats, the guys actually wear parachutes. Now, that is a scary thought. They have drag boat racing. Yeah. They put the parachute not on the boat, on the guy. So if the boat takes off. Because these things are like these blown hydroplaning pickle fork things, and they go and they flip. They go like 130, and oh. they flip over, and the guy's got to pull the... Uh, Forget it. Yeah, not for me. Uh, all right. We're going to go back to the phones, and then we're going to get back to Roxanne. We're going to talk about the Palm Beach story. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about this uh, NBC movie of the week that was made about... Me? You. Yeah. When's Who's that coming out? China Phillips played me. I never looked better. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I'm going to be starting in the Burt Convy story coming up, too. <laughs> Burt, we hardly knew you. <laughs> All right, we're going to get to all that, but first, we're going to get back to the phones. Frank, Yo. you're on Love Line. Yo, what's up, Adam, Dr. Drew, Roxanne? Right. Uh, my question is more for Dr. Drew. All right, go ahead. All right, I'm 27 years old. Yeah. And at the end of October, I had a testicle removed that was undescended. Right. And I did a sperm count then, and I was at 20% of what I should be. Hmm. And I'm wondering, you know, is there anything to do to lift the sperm count? And also, on a related note, when I have sex and I ejaculate, Mm. I stay hard and just keep going. And does this have anything to do with that? Relax, Roxanne. This guy's a problem now. Uh, No, it has nothing to do with that, number one. Number two, uh, having the low sperm count doesn't to my speculation, have anything necessarily directly to do with the single testicle. I mean, usually a single testicle should be able to compensate fine and give you a normal a normal sperm count. Let me explain the testicle, Frank. You know how in the I airplanes... I thought it was, uh, it was enough tonight when I had to hear him explain the vagina, but no, go no, ahead. No, no, please. It's only fair. It's the lawn like, chair. Yeah, it was the lawn chair. Yeah, and this is what? This is a... Uh, this is an airplane. An airplane, all right. The male testicle, the scrotum, it's like a, a DC-10. Yeah. You understand? Do you know where you're going? Yes, I do. All right. Hell in the basket. It's meant to fly off two engines. Mm. That's how God created the DC-10, no. but it can fly right. off of one. Right. In an emergency, right. if it's, there's a flare-out... Or runaway nut, or something like that. It'll do fine. Right. 
Yeah. That okay, Drew? But, 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 Are we but, satisfied? But, that was good. Yeah, but but because you have just one engine left, if anything be the slightest bit wrong with that engine, yeah. the plane could start to go down. Lose right. altitude. Right. You got to right. check the oil pressure so gauge on that one engine right. constantly. The, that engine needs to be checked. There are lots of sort of mechanical things that can go on there that can affect your sperm count. So why would my propeller keep rising? After I'm that, that's fine. That, that has to do that, with the trim. That's that a good lawn chair. That's the age of the plane. Okay. Okay. That, that's just that's okay. That's Would not, masturbation that's not, have anything to do with no, that? No, 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 no. But I do I do think you ought to go back and talk to the urologist and remove the testicle and see if there's any further investigation need to be done. There are there's microsurgeries and things that could be done to improve the sperm count if that's something that needs to be done. Okay. okay. Also, you should you should could have really a, a medical endocrinologic evaluation just to make sure there's nothing else there. Frank. Yeah. You handle your baggage quite often? Uh, four or five times a day. Yeah. I had a feeling. Really? Mishandling well, the baggage. Was he at the club that you have founded? Well, you know how you can sniff out the alcoholics? Uh, yeah. I know the chronic masturbators. Indeed you do. How how, how do you figure that out? You know, you I'm part of a... Can you explain that to I'm me for my next book? I'm part of a fraternity. An elite you are. fraternity. Oh, yeah, you know so it's how, a certain age group? How old are you? I'm 31. It's like 31. an animal oh. kingdom. You know how animal they, kingdom. You know, uh-huh. you know what I mean? They know. <laughs> See, okay. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to include you in my next you, book. You, you know the You're women good. that pack and vibrators, right? Yeah. You know. All right. But those are the women over 40. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike. Hello. Um, Adam, Dr. Drew, Roxanne. Hello. Hello. Yes, I have a, a problem, and I was wondering if maybe you can give me any suggestions or, you know, give me any answers. Um, it's very embarrassing for me. I go out with my friends sometimes, and, um, you know, all, all it takes for me is to see one real good-looking girl. And, you know, it really doesn't take that much for me to get an erection. And um, sometimes, <laughs> right then and there, you know, it's, it's really embarrassing. And, you know, all of a sudden it'll just be sticking out. And, you know, you can't really... Just put your hand over yourself and. Uh, How I I, I can unfortunately I, I can hide it with chapstick in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you won't be in my next book. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be a very small chapter, baby. Mike, how old are you? Nineteen. Nineteen. Nineteen oh. year old can get an erection at an autopsy. Yeah, I'm pretty. <laughs> You really can't. I mean, if I'm I'm 31, I thumb through the sports section, see the Vegas ad in the back of the paper. I got a hard on for a day. <sighs> you Can know, you strap it down? I don't know. <laughs> strap oh. it to the leg like Ruby Rose used to do. What, what are you doing? Wearing cycling shorts everywhere? Wear a pair of freaking no, jeans. No, it's just pants. You know, you know, it just. The girls what could get excited. You know, even if you're wearing regular jeans, you know, it's still there. Let me tell you something, Mike. That's not so bad, Mike. And let me tell something to Roxanne. <laughs> Roxanne Pulitzer over here. I'm now touching. We're, we're actually going back. Contact no, another DC-10. Uh, no. no <laughs> Into uh, the Drew, lawn chair. Drew, yeah. Something you'll be interested in. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, let me tell you how the, woman's, how the female mind works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yes. I don't, producer Ann, I don't see producer Ann, but uh, if she's around, she can jump in on this one if she's within the sound of my voice. Here's the deal. We did the TV show. Drew and I are doing this uh, version of Loveline for the TV show coming out in the fall. And we did this pilot thing. Now, I happen to know a few people at the uh, place, New World, that's distributing this this thing. And I talked to and I became intimate with one of the girls. And I talked to her a little bit. And she said... You even talked to her? Amazing. Yeah, not while I was being intimate. Of Christ's course. Sake, no. Was it going <laughs> to... That not, talk? Yeah, it was... It was <laughs> 
it was a universal grunt okay, of good. love. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot. The deal is, as she said, and this is before she met me or anything. Oh, sure. Uh, seriously. Seri- and I'm not just blowing my own horn here. Pardon the pun, Roxanne. She said, not big enough to be a horn, sweetheart. Well, it's a <laughs> chapstick. It's a chapstick. <laughs> it's at least a freaking mouthpiece. Come on. Okay. She said that some of the girls in the place were checking out my basket. Do you know what I'm saying? They were checking out the package and having a little conversation about it. Now, she was sorely disappointed when so she met see, me, of course. You see, Mike, it's all well and good. The girls you know, like this. Women do yeah. check out the basket. Producer Ann, come on in here now. Now, you don't want to you don't want to get poked with a guy's erection when you're waiting in line at the movie or something, but you look right. down. Sure. You'll see no. if he's filling. Drew, you stay out of this for just a minute. Uh-huh. Ann. Right. And when you're dancing. And Roxanne. Now, women try to be mature, and women say sizes matter and all that stuff, and, and that's fine, but you're sexual beings, too, God bless you. And you look down, and you check it out. Yeah. If you're not good at oral sex, on, size right? does matter. Yeah, here? with the clothes on. Especially if you're a guy sitting, especially in jeans, you can tell. Sitting in well, jeans. Yeah, it's just oh, hold on, Mike. We're wearing jeans for the pilot, and I was sitting oh, the that, whole time. The, the, the actual video the part. The actual video is what they were looking at. I'm yeah. looking under the table here. You want to take a quick peek? Oh, I'm done. Jeans. <laughs> We're going to need a wet it's nap in here, Ann. I well, had a little mishap. Maybe I'd change to wear um, bigger jeans. Let me give you a few dollars, Roxanne, please. Oh. Please, Stuff it's like this my makes pleasure. Me sick. All right, Mike. Yeah. Don't be embarrassed, yeah, Mike. Double down on the on the Hanes, all right? This is not. This is a blessing. This is not a curse. Do you understand? All right. We should all have problems like Mike. But has our society now distilled down to, like, the, the end of the Roman uh, Empire when the guys are strapping phalluses to themselves? And, I, and they, I, this I'll is I'll the preoccupation it. of... Uh, Roxanne just distilled down to my groin. I don't know if you <laughs> actually saw that or not. Just wanted to see the chapstick. <laughs> it's cherry-flavored, baby. Oh, the end. how bad it is. <laughs> Dan! What's up? Hey, we're having a good time without you. All right. How are you? Okay, well, mainly the, the question was for Dr. Drew. Mm. Yeah. Um, my wife and I have been together for several years now. and uh, How many years? Uh, about four. Okay. And uh, we've kind of been just kind of hitting heads lately mm. on a lot of issues. Do you have kids? No. Uh-huh. And um, I don't really know where to begin because there's just so many little things that might What be are the issues? It. What What do you mean when you say we're hitting head on issues? Well, what are you talking about? It's just kind of things with with each other's like characters. It's like you know she yep. does things a certain way, I do things a certain way. And so it's kind of, back to you know how you hang the toilet paper and this sort of thing. Uh, it's it's not that that basic. It's more like you know her sarcasm bugs the hell out of me, and my anal retentiveness bugs the hell out of her. So, so somewhere you guys have lost the feeling that sort of galvanized the relationship, huh? Probably. So you're just, you're just left with these irritating behaviors that you focus on. Pretty much, and, yeah. And uh, the, the person that you were in love with is sort of uh, out of the picture a little bit. Yeah, it seems kind of that what way. What happened? What, 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 how do you think that happened? Did you guys change a lot? Do you guys different places in your lives now? you have different careers? Sort of. I mean, she's pretty unhappy with a lot of the stuff that's been happening in her life. And she's, you know, she's gained some weight. And, uh, you know, we've kind of, She's not real happy with where she's at as far as where we're living. She doesn't really like the state. So she blames you for that? Well, I don't know if she necessarily blames me, but, I mean, it's like I tried to, I tried to, uh, we tried to, like, set a time to, uh, you know, maybe move or something like that. And I guess it was really hard for me to just know when 
a good time would be. And I kind of said, well, you know, maybe after this year we'll we'll move. And one thing led to another. It didn't happen. You know, the job didn't come through like it was supposed to. Blah blah blah. And uh, right, so I guess she kind of harbors some ill Dan, feelings. Dan, 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 Earth to Dan. Dan, you are having problems like everybody is having problems. And I don't mean to diminish your problems, but I, I, I do want to say that almost everybody that's in a relationship that goes past a year or two starts delving into these issues. Roxanne's right. nodding her head. Of course, she was doing blow with some, you know, Shaw somewhere in, in her mansion, but she still had her own problems. You know what I'm saying, Dan? Right. And... <clears throat> well, I guess I guess what I'm saying is is mainly that you know we've been talking about divorce because we just keep slamming into issues, and I don't want to get a divorce, and she doesn't really want to get a divorce, but she thinks that that's really what about therapy? Yeah, why, why did you get some professional intervention here? Well, I wanted to, but she thinks you know she's kind of she said yesterday we were talking about it, and she's like, well, you know, I know what my problems are. I don't need anybody to tell me what my problems are. Well, this you is know, not about her problems, and this is about the relationship problems, which is something that exists between you, outside of both of you. It certainly involves both of you, but it's some, you need somebody to work on the relationship. And you need to decide, first of all, whether you really want to live up to the commitment of the marriage. I mean, it sounds like she's ambivalent even about that. And well, if she's having those kinds of resentments and really wants out, then it's natural enough that you'd be having a lot of uh, conflict. Yeah, and sometimes relationships are like, I'll tell you what relationships are like. <laughs> no, seriously. No, no, but listen, hear the me out. No, no, this is even better than the DC-10 one. This is better than all of them. Roxanne, you're going you're gonna, to okay. you're gonna, you're gonna ruin a pair of panties when you hear about this one. Yeah, I don't have any on. Oh, seriously? <laughs> seriously. All right. Because okay. you're paying for the seat if you screw that. That's okay. Westwood One. Don't worry. The jeans We'll are... split the difference. Okay. All right, here's the deal. Sometimes... The man is like the baking soda, fine, benign, no problem with the baking soda. You put it in the refrigerator, freshens things up, you brush your teeth. The woman could be like vinegar, make douche out of it, make salad dressing out of it. It's a good household cleaner, streakless on the mirrors, everything's fine. But you mix them together, there's a chemical reaction. Mm. Now, you couldn't blame the vinegar. Right. Is it all the vinegar's fault? No, right. no, it's not. It's all the baking soda's fault. No. It's when you come together, right. this this chemical reaction right. happens. Right. So you need to take this chemical reaction to a third party. And look at it. Right, right, right. Yes, which would be like um, Tupperware or something off the top of my head. Or maybe not Tupperware, but some no, other good. household cleaner. The point is, let them decide. Right. Work what, on what it with them. What to add to it and change it. So to how do you to... go about telling somebody who is, you know, kind of from the school that no therapies from like for loonies and you Dan, know. you tell her that you you love her and you want this marriage to survive, and that's the way to increase the probability that you're going to get through this and have a healthy relationship. Otherwise, it sounds like this thing is destined for demise. All right, now Roxanne Pulitzer is going to be leaving us in about five minutes. You're devastated, aren't you? I really am. I I'm going. Tell. No, no, I'm going with you. Oh, okay, good. You're going on some <laughs> I'm sort of. Just going to leave the doctor here. That, that'd be okay, actually. That'd be all right. It's all right. Maybe the listeners may not like it too much, but it sounds good to me. We're gonna we're gonna hawk that ring ears, get a scarab boat, and okay. do the <laughs> offshore power boat tour. And we're gonna kick that Don Johnson's chap? ass. I'll tell you that with the okay. chapstick with the waving chapstick. in the wind, baby. The cherry flavored, good. Now let's talk about this. the TV movies coming out. The TV movie's already been out. Oh, it's been out. Yes. Um, it was that tremendously was China successful. Felt I saw very, it. I loved very, it. You did not see oh, okay, it. Okay, you're right. <laughs> it's very successful. China Phillips is in it? Yes. And Perry King and Courtney Cox. Oh, Perry King. 
Well, he's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> he was on that show like Sand Beach or something from what the um, hell was that detective show? Anyway, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you got to be. I mean, not, you're a very attractive woman, but still, it's nice they got China Phillips to yes. play you because uh, you don't tell do you what you don't do better than that. And Courtney Cox played Jackie Kimberly, my best friend. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that the threesome thing? That was it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to say now. You're ready to I, go to Palm Beach now, I aren't bet you? bet your ex just freaking <laughs> bolted the door and whacked himself a, a new man. He whacked a kiddie pool full of sperm watching that thing because there he was watching China and, and Courtney. watching Courtney and knowing that the, the sap in there was him. Who was like <clears throat> uh, Roddy McDowell or something? Who was the guy who was in between? Or was that was Perry that King? Perry King. Oh, <laughs> could you imagine? You know this he had is to, too much for the doctor. He had three VCRs he just cranked up head. that night. All right, so the movie. I got therapy. Right, don't you worry. That's out. All right, the, the Palm Beach Story book is is out or it's coming out. It, it's out. It's been out for three weeks. It's now. doing real well. It's doing real well. Isn't that a pathetic uh, indictment of the the American uh, What do you mean? It's a murder mystery with a lot of romance and sex. It's fun. Yeah, but people... It's got a girl on the front. Have you seen the book? No. The girl... Really? You haven't seen that? Is that you? Yes. It is showing You haven't seen... Well, you are set up there. Now, is that real? Oh, my God. No, those aren't real. They're very real. Are they? The only thing I had my eyes done oh, last okay. year. Well, that's okay. It doesn't make you a criminal. Out here. How old are you? You mind me asking? 45. You look great. Thank you. Your hard living has not caught up to you yet. Yours has. <laughs> Talking about the <laughs> Just teasing. Easy, Just baby. teasing. I'll, I'll see you out of here two minutes <laughs> early, so help me. <laughs> All right, so you did the whole Playboy thing. Yes. All right, oh, here's something I want to talk about real fast. Mm-hmm. You came out with a series of videos mm-hmm. on divorce. Mm-hmm. How to screw up a relationship? Or are these actual no, tutorial actually, type things? No, 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 not pictorial things. It was for women how to prepare. Um, for instance, I didn't have my own credit cards. I didn't, uh, you know, just things that you should do. I didn't interview lawyers, just all the simple steps that people should right. really know about. You walked in. That was in, back in the 80s. I walked in blind. You I'll walked into you. this mar- I couldn't even get a pennies charge card, and I'd been married for 10 years. But, because I'd never had a checking account, never a credit card. I hadn't worked. You, you got screwed in the divorce? I didn't get anything. You didn't get anything. I got my clothes. I had to be out of my house in 10 days. You Not should, a fun thing. You should, But you had clothes like uh, Imelda Marcos has shoes, right? I mean, you had to have like four Well, I had to sell them all because I went through four appeals and $400,000. Uh, yeah, you should have so got married. So I had to work. Everyone, I come to back. California and get married. Because let me Not, tell you. Don't go to Florida. No, let me tell you. Finally, California the judge was. died, though. You, you, oh, <laughs> you, sure, you had him killed. You put a contract on. <laughs> I, I would have liked married this, this magnet here and taken him for half of everything after being married to him for six months and walk, going into him like Ellie Mae with a rope for a belt, <laughs> and you could have walked out with millions of dollars. That's the beauty of California. Well, in Florida, it's the redneck state. And let me tell you. God the bless men, them. The men. The men are men and the uh, women are poor. <laughs> That's right. But they swing like medallions. They do? Yes. Or chapsticks. Oh, come on. Threesomes. Well, uh, I don't know how many women they I can They pump them up down there. Can I ask Dr. Dre about that? Dr. Dre, I like that new title. <laughs> 
right. Well, we'd love to get in all sorts of bizarre sexual talk with you. I, I think we did a pretty good job of scratching the surface. We did. I've been in therapy. I'm healthy now. Oh, you certainly are. <laughs> it's time to double down, baby. <laughs> Twice a week. And I mean okay. that as a friend. Uh, the right. Palm Beach story. I want everyone to go out and get this book. Yes. There's weird pictures in it. Of course. Roxanne Show. I'm on the cleavage. front. I'm on the back. Oh, Cleavage, right. the front. Uh-huh. It's unbelievable. All right, so it's worth the 25 bucks just for that. Exactly. I'll wait till it comes out on paperback. <laughs> we wanna, it won't be as big then. We want to thank you. Thank you were a great you. guest, and we'll be back in a minute. Hello, this is my dog. His name's Dave. Sit, sit, stay. Roll over. Roll, roll. No, Dave, no. Loveline will be right back. Stay. Mike Catherwood and, of course, Dr. Drew Pinsky here from Loveline, and we got some awesome news. Now you can listen to our Loveline radio show whenever and wherever you want. That's right. Thanks to PodcastOne.com, home of the Mike and Dr. Drew podcast. You can get Loveline every night as a free podcast. No more paywall. Just go to PodcastOne.com and click on the Loveline show icon and download. People have been asking about this for years. And now it's here. Loveline, the free podcast, whenever and wherever you want on iTunes and PodcastOne.com. That is PodcastOne.com. Hi, this is Cameron Bancroft from Beverly Hills 90210. I'm not a virgin, but I play one on TV. And when it burns when I pee, I listen to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. You certainly do, Cameron, you son of a gun. He was a real nice guy. I miss the Campton. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. You know, it's kind of funny the way I critique every one of these. After they're gone. Well, I liked Cameron. Yeah. All right. I wasn't nuts about Jackie Mason. Yeah. So there you go. All right. The, whose butt am I kissing? Everyone. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. Roxanne Pulitzer has left the building. She was a sassy little minx, wasn't she? Yeah, I guess that's what it's for a woman. Well, a lot of fun for a woman her age. Serena? Uh-huh. You're on Loveline. Hello. Hi. <laughs> What's going on? I'm sorry? What's happening? Well... I don't know. I've been having some problems. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, my boyfriend, he's going to be 21 in April, and he's been just totally stoked and talking about this thing. He wants to go to Las Vegas, and he's supposed to be going. And We were talking today, and he said something about his brother wants to get him a prostitute. And you tell him that he needs a new girlfriend. If he intends well, to do I that. told him, you know, well, start paying me. He's going to get a start new girlfriend. Paying, start paying you? <laughs> Man. Well, you know, if he wants to go get the prostitutes, well, you know, I don't know. Why am I not good enough for him? Why? And why does he want to do this? I mean, is this just like a party thing? Uh, let me tell you something, Serena. Let me give you my... Hold on. Okay. I got this one sniffing. By the way, that smelled like Tom Like. <laughs> it didn't smell like anything on Serena. I don't know what the hell he's been putting this mic. The point is, Serena... If he had every intention of going out and getting himself a prostitute, he certainly would not bring it up to you. Men are dumb, but they're not stupid. No, Drew, don't give me that puss. Drew's giving me that, huh? Drew, you know what Drew gave me the puss? Drew, Drew gave me this puss. He's got a point, but then again, Adam said it, so I really got to think about it before I, I commit facially to right, this one. Right. You know I'm right. If he wanted to get a prostitute, 
and he was really hell-bent on getting a prostitute, and his brother was going to get him one and stuff. He would pull his brothers, don't say a word. We're going to do this. I'm going to wear a condom. We're going to have a great time. We're going to get loaded. I'm going to fly back. I'm going to say we, we played uh, pinochle or craps the whole night, and that was it. Well, now, I to get mad, and he said, what did he say to me? He said, um, well, you can watch or something like that. Like, he's supposed to, like, take me or something like that. I don't know. This guy's trying to, he's trying to, he's trying to rattle your cage. Or he's a really bad dude. Yeah, one or the other. Or he's a really bad dude who's rattling your cage. Yeah. I don't think he's a really bad guy. I mean, I don't know. We... Let me let me ask you something, Serena. Mm-hmm. Has this guy ever brought up things in the past that were sort of like this? Uh, I'll give you, for instance, telling you a little bit too much about an old girlfriend that you didn't need to know about or something yes, like that. All the time. Perhaps uh, pulling out a photo album or something under some other, under the auspices of, oh, I want to show you a family picture and then showing you a couple of pictures of like some old girlfriends or something. That one. He's done that. Alright, yeah. this guy's what you call, he's a male exhibitionist. He feels insecure. He feels, he wants to prove his manhood to you by how much other women desire him or how much other women did desire him in the past or how he could go out and sow his oats somewhere else. This guy is basically rubbing this in your face. He's just immature. You see, I tapped into the whole photo album thing. Or, much like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Or he's a bad guy. Just oh, a bad no, guy. Drew, no, I'm right on this one. All right, all right. All right. See, so we both had, like, problems with, I mean, like, when we drink, we, I mean, like, there's, like, a history. I don't want to get into that because, I mean, I know Drew. I've been listening to you guys for, like, ever, whenever porn on show. Anyways, but, you know, we've had... Nights where we go out, we drink, and we get you know nuts, and I mean we fight a lot, and a lot of it is him bringing up old girlfriends, always talking to old girlfriends. I can't talk to any of my old boyfriends. All right, see, I knew it. I know this guy. Listen, Serena, you guys are having a nursery school type relationship. This is you know, I mean, instead of pulling on pigtails, you're pulling on uh, he's pulling on your penis, or he's pulling on her penis, or she's he's pulling, pulling on, on your, your emotions. Yeah, they're, they're they're a little more evolved sexually, but emotionally, they're they're still in romper room. Right. Now, one of you is going to have to grow up. Well, should I like, take him out and talk to him, or you know? Yeah, take him, him out. Himself, All right, uh, listen, concerned. take him out and don't let him get drunk. And you don't get loaded either. And just have a normal conversation with him. Tell him you're disturbed that he brought up this whole thing. Tell him that you don't like the fact that he he brought up, uh, the, constantly brings up the old girlfriends and whatnot. And, and, and don't be real offensive about it. Just be matter of fact and just state it and try to get a little distance from it. And don't be on the attack with it. And give him a chance to respond and defend himself. And if, if, if he tries to pin it on you or says, you're the one who wanted to go for the photo album or something like that, then just screw him. Not literally. <laughs> All right, Serena? Yeah. All right. Yeah, these guys do that. <laughs> I don't know what the, the... All right. Drew, back to the... Drew, you pick a... We, we just got a weird message, and Drew and I both went uh, haywire for uh, for just a second. Katie. Hey, you're on Loveline. Um, I don't know. One of you can answer, so whoever knows, like, the answer, I don't know. My boyfriend, like, just went through this little thing, like, phase where he wanted to be by himself, and he was, like, all quiet and stuff, you know? And, like, every time we did stuff, all he wanted to do was sleep, and I don't know. And then he, like, I talked to him about it, and I said, like, do you still want to be with me? And he said, yeah. 
And then he, like, asked me what was going on, and I'm, like, named out this list of stuff that was bothering me. And then he said, like, everything was okay. And I'm, like, really good friends with his best friend. And his best friend told me, like, some inside stuff that I'm not supposed to know. Like what? Like, well, after he told me it was okay, his best friend said the next day he said he didn't know how he felt about it. But he, like, told his best friend that he loved me and stuff. And, then, like, he really, I know he means it because he's, like, a great guy and everything's been great. I just don't, like, understand what's going on, like, this, why he's... He may, he may not really understand either. Yeah, you know what this, this sounds to me like? Depression. Could be depression. Could be depressed because he's in a relationship over his head and doesn't know how to handle it. Could be depressed. I mean, no, he, no, he just sounds confused. He just sounds confused to me. I, I don't think, uh, Katie, Yeah. you know how I enjoy blaming the person who calls that's one of <laughs> that's one of the things that makes me alluring as a host. I like to blame whoever calls up, but in this case, I'm not going to do it. I think that this guy, how old is he? He's seventeen. Seventeen, senior? No, he's a junior. Stupid guy, huh? Okay, he's in high school at this point. He's hitting that teenage depression thing where he has sort of a little loss of identity, somewhere mm. between a teenager and a man and mm. all that kind of stuff. I think the guy's going through his own thing. Mm. I think he does have feelings for you. But but maybe he doesn't and is, is confused and is locked in, doesn't want to go through the pain of the breakup and hurt her feelings. All that could be going on, too. So what should I do? Because, like, right now I, like, hesitate before I even hug him or call him. Yeah, I, I, I want to crowd him. you got to give, him, give space. him space. You have to. Yeah, get, start dating other guys. Kind of Wait like a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This this guy's over guys. here. He's just I close like to suicide, and she's dating other no, guys. I don't think I don't get that. I do. Katie. Yes. Here's the deal. Is this guy going out and having a good time, or is he, like, home listening to Morrissey? Well, he, like, hangs out with his guy friends, and they're not, like going out and like having a good time they're just like hanging out doing their guy time and i don't mind that it's just that uh, it doesn't know. seem like he wants to be with me but then he yeah, says he, he does and oh like, wait a minute now he's hanging out with the guys that doesn't sound too depressed no hmm it just sounds confused. i don't know but he's certainly sending you confusing messages whatever the situation is it doesn't sound like it's somebody who's thoroughly into this relationship and wants to keep it going i think you ought to back out of it a little bit before you get hurt Begin to take care of yourself. Maybe you know, see other people. See how he feels about that. Uh, if he's relieved, you have your answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sh- give him, give him the space. Give him the exit door. Well, yeah, yeah. the exit door. Show him the exit. Show he, him the exit. Yeah, if he wants. Or just get offer, out of the way. Of the exit. The, door. Offer the exit. Right. Wait a minute. So here's the exit. Here's the exit. If you wish. Okay, what do but, you think? But don't but start a fire theater. But he sounds so ambivalent. He sounds like somebody who's going to go, oh, no, 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 everything's fine because he can't stand the, the, the loss of the relationship. You know, he, he needs to get off the pot. When we were talking about this last night, sometimes the best and hardest course of action is the non-action. Yeah. It's not going over. It's not writing a letter. Right. It's not writing a song. Right. It's not talking to his friend and her friend to his friend with their friends. It's just staying back. It's just backing off and waiting a couple of weeks. And when you're 16, two weeks is like two Olympic years. Right, right. I mean, mean, it really is. I mean, now now we have stuff. See, here's the thing. When you get older, you have stuff like tax time. And you have stuff like, yeah, I got to go get that prostate check when I'm 32. And you have all this stuff that comes up around the corner. Yeah, like like Mike over there, the retard, holding the two fingers up over there for the break. But the point is, 
is you have all these things and they just come flying up. Yeah, so fast. They just I got yeah. a court date, you right. know, boom, it's right on top. I mean, right. it could be it could be it could be 3 months away, but boom, it's right, right when, on top. When you plant it, it sounds like it's it's so far away, it's never going to happen. And then it's there the next day. Right, but when you're 16, no. 2 weeks is freaking Huge. eternity. Dog I years. could remember waiting for like Christmas break to yeah. come up and it'd right. be like the end of November and it'd be like a break on the 17th. I'd be like, I'm going to kill myself first <laughs> because it's the only sensible thing to do. Tim. Yes. You're on Loveline. Oh, hey, Dr. Drew and Adam. Hey, Tim. Hey. Um, I've got a problem with impudency. Impudence. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a new one. Uh, Impudence? Yeah. Okay. So you're having erectile failure? Is that the deal? Yeah. And what's the circumstance? Um, it's When me and my girlfriend are in bed, it just it doesn't want to work right. Has that ever happened before? Uh, no, it just happened recently when you, I started you, going with this girl. Are you on any medications? Um, no, I'm not. Do you have any medical problems? Um, none that I know of. Is this this relationship real important to you? Does it make you real anxious and nervous? Um, the relationship's important to me, but it doesn't make me nervous. Does she have a lot of stuffed animals on the bed? <laughs> no. Okay. Sometimes that can do it. Well, the thing that's least, most likely to make you not function is anxiety, nervousness. And if there's something making you nervous, the circumstance, the intensity of this relationship, something about her, then it's not going to work right. And if it doesn't work right once, you're going to get more anxious because you're going to begin obsessing about it possibly happening again, and you'll make it happen again. Right. Exactly. The thing that's really weird about it that gets me is that she's really gorgeous, and it's like I would figure it'd just work better than ever. You would think, but the penis knows no logic. You know who the penis answers to, Tim? Who? No one. The devil. That's the penises. That's who does the penises bidding. Actually, the penis does the devil's bidding. Uh, the devil makes work for penis hands. Have you ever heard that? Um, no. Yeah, well, that's why I, I just I just destroyed a cliche. That's why I never heard it. But here's the deal: your penis, when you, it's like it's not attached to you anymore. Okay. It's no longer your penis. You you know what I'm saying? And you just stare at it, praying that whoever's penis this is gets erect and soon. Because once you have a bad outing, that's it. You're screwed. You are shaken. Your confidence is shaken. You well, need to get it back. What should I do about it? Here's what you need to do. You need to get in front of the bathroom mirror with your <laughs> shirt off. I'm telling you this works. You need to point at it. You want some of this, M.O.? Come on, bring it on. You need to shadow box and, like, knock over a thing, Old Spice or something. Get all piped up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you need to bring her in, and she's got to do stuff to you that your penis will respond to no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are there things that she could do that your penis would respond to? I don't know. He's still thinking about yelling at the mirror. Get all hyped up. Hyped up like you're going to, like, remember in Kane and Kung Fu when he put his wrists on the side of that, that pot and he gave himself the dragon tattoos on the inside of his wrists? Yeah. No, you don't. You're too young for that. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Get hyped up. And if that makes things even worse, uh, focus less on the act and more on just the the intimacy of the relationship and the things you should take care of themselves. Okay, that too. Loveline. 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 We'll be right back.
right, this is Love Line. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist, and a popcorn-eating mofo. I'm Adam Carolla. I really have no special skills, but I can't tell you the phone number, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. And the fax number over here is 310-854-4455. Let's see, who's been on hold the longest, Drew? Why don't, why don't we do this poor son of a bitch down here, number four? Yes, yes. <laughs> Derek. Hey, Adam and Drew, how you doing? Hey, you're pretty chipper for a guy who's been on hold for 61 minutes. Well, Robitussin, what can I say? <laughs> Too bad I missed old Rock, uh, Roxanne. I have a, kind of a question that would kind of go along with her. My problem being that, uh, well, I guess after that last guy, don't really have that much of a problem. But um, I'm not, I don't have any problems really with my works and their natural order of things, but when it comes to wearing a condom... <laughs> Wait a minute, who's this, Darwin? What are you talking about, the natural order of things? Well, when, I, when I'm when i going bareback, you know... Okay. So uh, you're screwing a horse, yeah? <laughs> not quite. Um, I can go, like, all day when I'm not wearing a condom, but when I have to slap on a condom, you know, because it takes three or four spurts for me, usually, and I can keep a girl going, usually, as long as it takes. But when I have to slap on the old condom thing, this being the 90s and that age scare and all that... It really decreases. I, I've lost a lot of good relationships that way. All right. <laughs> no. no, wait a minute, Don Juan. You've lost a lot of good relationships because you put on a condom and you climaxed a little earlier than you would have liked. Well, climax about the same time. It's just the time it takes to pull off the balloon and put a new one on, it uh, kind of loses the moment. All right, hold on. Who is this, the Riddler? Derek, listen, Mr. Metaphor, I, I thought, now I know how confusing I am to the poor <laughs> listeners. Derek, thank you. At least he didn't start talking about a DC-10, right? <laughs> thank you for clearly illustrating how bad a host I am. I now understand how painfully annoying it can be to hear all these euphemisms and all these metaphors and not know what the hell this guy is talking about. Now, let, let me just recap here if I can, Derek, uh -huh. okay? You're okay without the condom. Uh-huh. And you can last as long as you want. Many satisfied customers. like You're like Sears. Yeah. When you, okay, without the condom. Uh -huh. When you put the condom on, you tend to climax a little more quickly. It's no. not really so much as quickly. It's just I can't he has do to, it three, four times, whatever. You can only do it once. Yeah. Without changing. And then it just dies. I mean, it's... You can't get the new one on. Uh, yeah, or just kind of, I don't know if it ruins the moment or whatever. Let me explain dies. to you why the penis dies. And it's all part of God's wonderful plan. Uh -huh. Women cannot take as much as guys would like to give them sexually. They really can't. I mean, I'm not a big man, and I, I, may, have, I may have overstated that tonight. I'm really not. But I, I'm, I'm okay, and I move all right. You know, I think it's the boxing training or something like that. But the point is, is women are good for, you know, 20 minutes, a half hour, and then they start to wear out. I mean, they get sore. This, this is a little. This is a. It's a little buttercup. It, it's, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. It, it's not a mason jar you're banging on. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. There's all sorts of sensitive stuff floating around down there. Real thin uh, uh, membranes. All kinds of little uh, uh, thingamith uh, jiggers that are floating in there. It's important to find the right ones. Well, I'd rather make him sore than be known as a two-minute king. Yep, but listen, this is like a woman's vagina is like origami. You cannot take a combat boot and mash it until it's just typewriter paper. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, it's far from that. It's just, 
when I mean, like I say, I, I when it dies down, and the girl's kind of going, uh huh, I see, and then you know you don't get the call back. Well, you're not crushing the swan with the first move. That's your problem. You're going quick to start off with. Well, yeah, there's, you know, a number of one-nighters and stuff. But. All right, all right. Let's not argue over time periods any longer than we already have. The point is, Drew, is what can this guy do to last a little longer in the con? My main question is, those, the, you do see the new pills out and stuff like that that are supposedly raise the sex driver extend the, the length of time you can keep the length what are you t- what are you talking about Derek's having a little pepe problem and he's having difficulty yeah, what pill, putting what, it out what pills are you talking about well you just there's a couple new ones that are, you see you know everyone's well new miracle drug uh, or new vitamin oh guess in, what in in the in the back of uh, chicks and ammo right explode with energy Sure. Actually, you see them in newspapers nowadays a little bit no, too, but I know it's just no. to sell newspapers. Not it, it no. is it's just to sell that product. So don't don't succumb to any of that. Uh, how about having a relationship with someone where you can together work on these things? Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. It's amazing. <laughs> now there is a novel angle, Drew. Actually, and and uh, let me. And I haven't had too many good relationships, so let me just understand some of the components of relationship. Is there dialogue involved with dialogue? This? Emotion. Wait, what was the second one? Caring, respect. Wait, now slow down. <laughs> Rick. Yeah. It's pig hour here on Loveline. Yeah, um, I'm calling to say, um, I have a problem with masturbation. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Now let's go to the next call. Far be it for me to cut off a masturbation call, but Drew gave the bogus hand, and when the hand speaks... That was that. You listen. Greg, you're on Loveline. Hey, Adam. Dr. Drew. That's the kind of response I like out of a caller. Uh, I have a question. Uh, uh, Canker sore is a form of herpes simplex 1, right? Unless, unless Drew has one, in which case it's just a little canker. Okay, if uh, <laughs> if you have one and uh, you perform uh, oral sex on a woman and then uh, have uh, sexual intercourse with her without a condom, what is the uh, probability of uh, passing it on to her and then... Uh, her passing it back to Greg, did she a have a area. did she have a cut that you could have rubbed some of your own feces in while you're at it? <laughs> uh, no, I don't believe so. For Christ's sake, Greg. Well, I think the point is and what you have to understand is that many of those viruses are potentially transmittable from the mouth to the vaginal vaginal area. Okay. And uh, you know, an outbreak really needs to occur before it, then it could be transmitted again genital to genital it couldn't all happen in the same evening uh, not likely anyway i can't imagine it would happen that way okay drew did they pay you enough not to eat popcorn while you're answering calls you didn't hear that i can see it in the side of your mouth you're like alvin the chipmunk poor drew had to stuff his popcorn off to the side of his mouth <laughs> like he was dipping dipping the, corn out of the challenge that's all <laughs> no, that's not me who's no mike's screwing with you now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I answered the question, right. did I not? I, I guess now, you now, did. Now, you need to understand those are transmissible viruses. Potentially, and you have to be very careful if you have one. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. Good luck to you there, Greg. I can do that myself, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike, we don't need you for that. Grant. Adam, Dr. Drew. Hey. How are you, gentlemen? Good. 
Um, Adam, one, first of all, you are the master of metaphors. I just want to tell you that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we had a guy uh, vying for my for my no, crown a few minutes ago. You can't take the title. No way. Uh, thank you very much. Greg. Okay. I'm having a reciprocation problem here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a new girlfriend maybe about a month, and uh, whereas I'll perform an oral homage, a little cunnilingus, mm-hmm. she would she will does not re- respond with with the fellatio. <laughs> and I, he called I it always kind of longest, which which I like the the colonel. You know, I always felt that it was an unwritten rule, reciprocation. Well, ideally, and, and, and we are. I mean, there is the sex is no problem. We are actually we are having that. Mm-hmm. But there's there, there's none of the other. I'm hitting home runs, but I'm not hitting any doubles or triples. You are not vying for the uh, well okay. analogy crown either, my friend. Well, okay. Listen. Here's what's going on, and, I, and I've, I've said this before. Uh, sex has to be a mutual thing. This disgusts me, but I'll do it for 10 minutes. That repulses you, but you dig in for eight minutes, and everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. That's the way sex is. You people hear me out there? Listen, guys don't necessarily enjoy putting their face down there. They really don't. Some do. No, no. But I some no, don't. I have no problem with But the, the point is, is you do, and because you do... They do, and because they do, you do, and that is the voodoo that you both do. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So, well, what can I do? Because I mentioned it to her, and she's like, "Oh, well, that turns me off. Don't, don't tell me what to do. I'll do it when I want." Before I answer this, let me say yeah. one more thing. A lot of women out there, and men too, but mostly women. I only said in men too. I don't actually believe it. I just don't want to get in too much trouble. They believe they're doing a guy a favor just by showing up and getting nude. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, hear I mean, you. and that's the way we've structured it in society a lot of the times. I mean, the woman, the guy is happy. I mean, that's where the whole prostitution thing comes in. We're going to pay you. You just get nude and have sex with us. You don't have to pretend like you like it. You don't have to do anything. You know, here's fifty. Blow me. That's our society. I mean, I was talking to you, Grant. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, okay. What I was saying is, a lot of women just think they have to show up, and that's fine for the first. Um, 100, 150 times you have sex with But eventually, it has to be a mutual gratification thing. Right. Now, you don't argue with her, and don't grab her by the ears and try to force her on like a snow cap or something. You tell her, listen, I really enjoy this. You don't even know how much I enjoy it. You know when you see dogs in the park rolling around on their back? Right. That's how much I enjoy a (laughs) blowjob. You know what I'm saying? You know when you see the wonder and amazement in a kid's eyes when he sees a clown making a schnauzer out of balloons? That's how much I love a blowjob. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Do you know the sense of pride that comes to a veteran when he sees the Blue Angels strafe an air show? That is the kind of pride I feel about a blowjob. Do you know what I'm saying, Grant? Yeah, I think I do, but I, I, I don't know. I think there's just a communication problem here. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you can't talk, you can't talk. Well, meanwhile, halfway across the city, in a small fish market in Chinatown. Excuse me. Could I get some fish? In the meantime, Loveline will be right back. This is Loveline. We are wrapping it up. 
For me, it is a Monday. For Drew, however, it is a Thursday because he's seen fit to go on another vacation. It seems like he goes on them every week these days, but okay. Drew, where are you going? Utah. Sam. I don't think we broadcast up there, do we? I don't know. Uh, I mean, you don't want to hear this crappy show anyway. You're going on vacation. Yeah, yeah we're taking the kids. Taking, we're going. Skiing. Yeah, yeah we'll, bring, bring a snowsuit for the kids. We'll bring some clothes sake, for them, bro. and when they come back, they'll be wearing clothes more frequently. Really? But not all the time. But you know what? It's fine. Let the kids go. Let them born free. God bless you. Yeah. That's what you I say. to shame our kids about I don't the feel about their body. Not, not your kids I'm worried about. It's your wife's going to kick my ass. You bet. She, she is a tough cookie, this lady. Uh, let me give the phone. Well, I don't want to give the phone number out. Let me give the fax number out. 310-854-4455. How about the address? P.O. Box, what is it? 4345. Hollywood, California, 90078. Then email LUV191 on America Online. Now, tomorrow night, and I, I should have mentioned this earlier on in the show, but people will be here anyway. Tony Bennett. That's right. The legendary Tony Bennett will be here, and you will be gone. I will be gone until Sunday. And Dr. Bruce, Bruce will be here. And then Mark, and then your grandmother. Oh, yes. Do not miss Thursday night show when I lock antlers with my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. Now, my grandmother came on this show a few months back, and she was sort of... We had the guys from... Um, nah, I want to say Monty Python, but no, no. We had the guys from... Uh, Something. Oh, the the Comedy sex group. show, Far Out. No, the... Whatever. The cult movie. She had trouble participating. Yeah, we had too many people in here, and she got knocked around a little bit. You know what I'm saying? She's a little lady. No, she's not. She's tough as nails. She'd probably give Susan, your wife, a run for her money. The point is that she's going to come in here uh, with guns blazing. Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right, right. Thank you. And thanks for helping me on that, Drew. Anyway, I wasn't Dr. Here. Yeah, okay, stay out of this. You're going away again. God bless you. Maybe you get an accident. Don't come back. Now, Dr. Bruce will come in tomorrow night. He's right. a great guy. Get yep. along great with him. Fun guy for a doctor. Tony Bennett tomorrow night. Until then, we want to thank the lovely Jimmy, who's a man. So I'm sorry for calling you lovely. The handsome Jimmy. The lovely Sherry. The lovely and angular producer, Ann. The ample, yet clever, engineer Mike. Myself, Adam Carolla. Dr. Drew. Until then, we'll see you tomorrow night. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself.